0: Hi, I'm Tony Kramer, your host of the Agriculture Technology Podcast, and I'm sitting down with agriculture technology and equipment experts to help you enhance your operation for today, tomorrow, and into the future. In this episode, I talk with Jason Arts about John Deere self-propelled forage harvesters. With that, let's dive into the show. Like I said, I'm here with Jason Arts to talk about John Deere forage harvesters, we are currently out in the field at a technology field day that we are putting on uh, as audio equipment company. So, uh, a unique recording uh, opportunity to uh, talk forage harvesters. So, before we get started, Jason, let me hear. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, uh, some of your background, and how you got to where you are today?
1: Thanks for having me. Um... Like I said, uh, my name is Jason Arts. Uh, Previous, before I took on this uh, product position specialist for the self-propelled forage harvesters for RDO, I was a technician out of our Aberdeen location. Uh, I was there for 15 years. I supported uh, self-propelled forage harvesters pretty much for all of Midwest Ag in RDO. Um, I covered five states. I've even been and had the opportunity to go to our Southern California stores to help support them. Um, with my role as a technician, uh, with building the relationship I had with our customers in the service end of it, RDO decided to take our self-propelled forage harvesting uh, business to the next level, and now we're pursuing the sales, service, and parts. And along with that, we. Uh, with the technology that we can uh, offer with these machines
0: yeah so you've been around uh, forage harvesters for quite a while you did the service technician role for quite a bit so you've got a pretty uh pretty robust knowledge with these self-propelled forage harvesters Why don't we start, before we dive into the technology, let's just talk a little bit about the background of John Deere Forge Harvesters. I know we were talking before we hit the record button here. uh, In the past, they offered a pull-type forage harvester. Um, They've got a very robust line of self-propelled forage harvesters. Let's just give our listeners a little background on uh, where the the timeline of John Deere Forge Harvesters has been and where it's at today.
1: John Deere has been in the industry for over 50 years. Uh, we celebrated our 50th year last year with the self-propelled forage harvesters, uh, starting out with our pole types, uh, and and then working into the self-propelled lineup. Uh, the, we no longer offer a self-propelled forage uh, harvester through deer. We feel that our self-propelled units are the best fit for our growers and our producers. So our machines started out in the early years with our 5,000 series machines. They were pretty much a pull type with an engine at that time. So then we moved up into our 6,000 series machines, our 7,000 series machines, our 8,000 series machines into our current models right now, are 9,000 series machines. So as we changed over the years, technology's always growing. So in order to keep up with that, deer and RDO have been following suit.
0: Yeah, that's a great kind of brief overview, brief history. We continue to move forward with the self-propelled forage harvester lineup. I want to talk now um you know kind of dive into some of the technology we uh there's a lot of operations throughout history that uh over time we we kind of implement more and more technology and i know Forage harvesters, the hay and forage industry as a whole has started to adopt more and more technology as we've gone through. So, the first one I kind of want to touch on uh, is is kind of our basic one. You know, back in the late '90s, early 2000s, our tractors, combines, things like that got uh, got our auto track functionality, got row sense in the combines. Um, let's just talk about that uh, with forage harvesters having some of those same capabilities.
1: Our early seven thousand series machines. That's really when we started with our auto track system in them. Um, when we developed some row sense with our self-propelled forage harvesters. Back in them days, uh, we really didn't need a display or a receiver in the machines to actually auto track or, or row sense down the row. Um, they used their own integrated steering system with uh, the feeler gauges on the head. So more like a, a universal row sense on it. Then we moved into the mid mid to late um, 2000s. We got the technology going to where we introduced our Green Star system into them. And then we can start doing more um, AB lines, passes, uh, adaptive curves, stuff like that with them. And as that technology grows, along with the repeatability and the accuracy of our receivers and stuff working with it it was a it was brought in that row sense and auto check or gps together work a lot better so we can configure our machines different ways on how we can track down that field as we go pass by pass we can set it up under row or GPS, or we can go row GPS or GPS row. So let's say you're going down a cornfield, you get to a wet area that was not planted, it's going to lock onto the GPS and the, rather than your row sense. So, And that follows suit all the way up to our current models right now. Our 8,000s and 9,000s do require a row sense activation and a, re- a display in the, and a receiver in, integrated into it.
0: Yeah, that's really neat to hear that the the self propelled forage harvesters had been, has been utilizing or they have been utilizing that uh row sense technology for quite a while. So now moving into the eight to nine thousand series, nine thousand being the latest, um, they're implementing more Green Star technology, more more pieces to the package. Which brings me to my next piece. you know this is really an important one, so all throughout agriculture, we talk about data collection, we talk about uh using that data to make educated decisions and with forage harvesters really I mean the biggest thing obviously we're we're calculating tons, how many tons of forage are we pumping out? How much feed are we producing off of that field? But the other piece to that is quality of feed. So we have the Harvest Lab 3000 sensor that uh, for a, a number of years now has been mounted on that uh, that chute, that spout uh, going off into the trucks and the carts. Let's talk a little bit about the importance of the Harvest Lab 3000 sensor and why we utilize that and what we can do with the data collected off of that.
1: So our Harvest Lab 3000 it's not only just a moisture sensor helping to measure our tons and our throughput through the machine. So we're taking light waves using our, our, our sensor on these and we're sending over 3000 signals per second, measuring this crop going through this, this spout. Not only can we do moisture with it, but we can also have a constituent sexi- sensing activation for this. And, uh, it's an added-on activation to where we can do our dry matter, our starches, our sugars, NDF, and our, our ash. We can actually see what, across the field, where that is at. Um, we can also take this same Harvest Lab 3000 out of season we can actually take it off the machine we can put it in our scale house or our feed room or in our shop office and we can actually put a tabletop system on this to where we can actually go right to our bunker grab a sample do an analysis on that bag of feed that you grab right out of your pile that day and we can determine working with our nutritionist what our best feed ration is where a lot of times before, guys would have to take a sample, put it in a Ziploc bag, send it off to Dairyland. Four days, five days later, you get the data back. You talk to the nutritionist. Then you make your best judgments on your feed rations. Meanwhile, while you're doing that, you're continually taking out of your pile or your bunker or your silo. Well, you're 10 feet, 15 foot into it your rations have changed to where we can actually instantaneously use that. So that's a huge benefit that we can use on that. With this also this same sensor, we can actually use it for manure sensing applications. So we can put it on drag lines or slurry wagons. We can see how much nitrogen we're putting out in the field. We can actually control the output of it through speed and pressure. There is no flow meters or nothing at the current time or rate controllers, but we can actually do speed and pressure and we can put it out there. We can use the data that we use to put it out in the field to where we can go come spring for a second pass or application of nitrogen to variable rate then.
0: Yeah, I know there's a lot of great solutions to utilizing the Harvest Lab 3000. I know uh, you talk about, obviously, on the forage harvester shoots, uh, we're getting the, the different measurements. You talk about putting it on manure spreaders to be able to monitor the amount of nitrogen and nutrients that we're putting out in the field. Uh, I know uh, just recently John Deere introduced the package to be able to put it on combines as well. Uh, we're able to uh, monitor or document the oil levels in certain crops and the starch levels in certain crops. So it's uh, a really cool piece to the, the uh a really cool addition to the amount of data that we can collect and start to make educated decisions off of. Now, I know in in conjunction with that Harvest Lab 3000 sensor, John Deere's got some other technologies that kind of work in conjunction with that. Let's tell the uh, talk to our listeners a little bit more about the auto lock system that our forage harvesters have.
1: So our auto lock system, which is um, adjust the length of cut. So when we're talking about length of cut, that's the size of crop we're actually putting through this machine. So we can work in conjunction with our moisture sensor, or our Harvest Lab 3000, and we can set up parameters versus on moisture, um, high, moisture, low, and an, a targeted moisture and determine on different lengths of cut. So let's say we have a dry matter of 45% and we want to go a 9 millimeter length of cut or as our high, and our low would be 25%, and then we go a longer length of cut. To where we're targeted is at 35, we go a 12 millimeter length of cut. So we can, as that machine goes down the field and we're taking them data points right from the harvest lab, we can actually, um, it'll automatically change the feed roll speed to get better quality out of the the crop that you're chopping. helps compaction in the bunker and higher quality of feed on the long run.
0: Yeah, and you, you bring up a really good point there, Jason. It's not just the the feed coming off of the field and, and what we're feeding to the livestock, but it's also the being able to put it into the bunker, properly store it, uh, store it effectively, and, uh, and being able to utilize that feed over a long period of time. So all of that uh, comes into play when we talk about uh, a good quality cut of, uh, of forage and being able to uh, utilize it over a season. Uh, is there any other pieces that, that add into uh, the John Deere solution and some of the technologies with our, our harvest lab and what we're doing today?
1: We can also use our, utilize our additive dosage system on there so we can actually add our microorganisms directly into the crop as it's going through the machine to go onto the pile to help break down that and ferment that silage in the bunker or in the silo or wherever you have it. And then we can, it'll talk to the together in conjunction. You can also set up your ounces per ton, ounces per hour, depending on whatever your preferred target is. As your moisture levels go up or down, we can actually variable rate that into the crop stream.
0: Now, we talked a lot about. Uh cutting that crop up or or uh, <laughs> processing that forage and getting it into the truck, which brings me to the next piece. Uh, one of the, the really cool parts of uh, of the John Deere forage Harvesters is the active fill system. Let's talk just briefly about active fill and how that can benefit an operator.
1: Yeah, our active fill system, uh, we use a two-dimensional cameras and it'll actually pick up the the unit that you're, uh, chopping into, whether it's a wagon, a tandem truck, or a semi, um, it, you can fill, set it up for fill strategies. You can load it front to back, back to front, or front to back to front. You can do your, uh, four and a half fill percentages. If you have a side dump trailer, you want to blast to the outside wall, you can fill that higher. Um, the, What's really nice about our active fill strategy is when we open up or punch a hole through the center of the field to where we're blowing straight back out of the machine, it will actually see that trailer back there and keep that crop in that truck as it will move the spout and the spout flap to keep that crop in the truck.
0: Yeah, that's one of the cooler technologies I've seen on on some John Deere equipment is the fact that it will move that spout around where it needs to based on where that truck is located and and uh, all of that and help you load that uh, that truck or trailer or or cart whatever you're doing. Um, so it's a really cool piece. Now, the last one I want to touch on, which I know is very important and uh, uh, very near and dear to uh, us and the, with the John Deere side of forage harvesters, but let's talk about kernel processors. I know we've got a couple different options, and when it comes to uh, corn silage, I know the, the processing of the kernels is a very important piece. So let's talk a little bit about our different options that we
1: have there. Currently, right now, we have two different Configurations for our kernel processors. We've got a John Deere Premium KP, which is for our lower tonnage, lower horsepower machines. So it's a John Deere kernel processor. We run a nine and about a nine and a half inch roll on them, and we run a 32% speed differential, or there's an optional 40% speed differential of the rolls. Um, it's for our, probably our six thousand or eight thousand series machines more than uh, our our nine thousand series. In our nine thousand series machines that we require more horsepower, more tons per hour, more throughput for them, we offer a John Deere Extreme KP. It's got a ten inch roll on it, or we just got introduced last fall. For the fall of 2022, we can order 11-inch KP rolls. So we got more surface area for that processing to happen, more longevity of the rolls. Them run at a 50% speed differential on the rolls. And we used air-induced oil to lubricate our bearings on them. And we have a manual adjust on them, along with bearing temperature monitoring that we can monitor right through our display on them.
0: So with all the years that you've been working with the self-propelled forage harvesters, I imagine you've come across some customers or or some situations that have been really good success stories, uh, whether it's a, a technology adopted, one of those technologies we talked about, uh customer adopted that, or maybe they were a competitive customer and now they're running a John Deere self-propelled forage harvester. Would you like to share one of those success stories with us? Just something that put a smile on your face and made you feel good at the end of the day?
1: One that really comes to mind. I had a grower that was running a deer machine at the time and you're in these machines all day long. I mean, you're running 10, 12 hour days in these things and there's a lot going on. You're driving the machine, you're running the spout, there's trucks running everywhere. There's a lot of fatigue with the running these machines integrating our technology in there with whether it's row sense with the auto steer um running uh the active fill control that takes a lot of the fatigue out of the out of the operator at the time what really the grower really liked with the technology is is how we can document all this stuff And we can run it through their operations center. We got the real-time data we can transfer in there. That helped him with his billing process. Before, he was just kind of guessing on tonnage. He was kind of guessing on what he had for throughput on it, um, what he was running for fuel per hour, things like that. And that's how he was billing people. And he actually found out that he was hurting himself because he wasn't charging enough. Um, He was actually doing more than what he actually thought. So over the two years, by having the technology, he he figured he paid for all his new technology twice over. So that's key on that.
0: Yeah, that's a a great reason to implement technology and a, a really awesome success story. Um, talking from the customer's perspective to be able to continue to to grow and thrive with their business of of chopping forage out there and and uh, being able to properly bill the customers that they're chopping for. So great to hear how the integrated John Deere and Green Star technology helped that grower continue to move forward, be more confident in the uh, the job that they're doing and the customers that they're working with. Now, of course, one of the burning questions, Jason is there's there's other forage harvesters out there on the market, obviously, but uh, we as a John Deere dealership, of course, we want you to buy the green and yellow ones, the John Deere green and yellow ones. The question I want to ask you, Jason, is. Why? What sets us apart from the competition? Is it the technology? Is it the quality of machine? What pieces would make a customer purchase a John Deere self-propelled forage harvester over the competition?
1: The top three, the technology and the way we can utilize our data come from the machine. The user-friendly, everything's uniform. Uh, a lot of my growers have John Deere equipment so everything can talk, everything, you know, they're familiar with all the display, how you can run through it. Everything's one entity. The other end of it is we've got competitor, customers that are competitors that actually run John Deere Green Star System in their machines, whether it's an ATU or set up documentation using a third party through to get into our operation center. And I think the most, the final one, the best one, I, as I'm kind of biased, but as a, being a technician of for 15 years, whether it's a Krohn, New Holland, Claws, John Deere machine, they're all built to do the same thing on the end, where it comes down to is the service support and the use and ease of the machine. So Silage chopping, run the silage choppers, everybody thinks it's just like combine. No, combining, you have a three month window. Silage chopping, you have a two week window. So when these machines are down, these need to be up and going. So supporting them, it, it takes a lot of team effort all around. And the more simplified way you can make things, the better it'll be for our grower and our customer
0: absolutely and that falls right in line with all of our other product lines you know the the downtime is what really hurts so being able to have service support um being able to have that local dealership there to help you through the the downtimes or the when when the machines need the the help if somebody wants to learn more about forage harvesters they'd like to talk to someone or maybe go online and see something where can they go who can they talk to
1: you can go into RDO's website, we've got links in there to where we, you can go into uh, our sales bulletins and stuff like that. But you can reach out to any of your local John Deere dealerships uh, for information on them. Um, as we grow this, there'll be more and more people that'll have knowledge on these. A lot of our uh, areas don't have the self-propelled forage harvesters in their area, but we're, they're kind of regional um right now we're working on with developing a strategy and a game plan to so there'll be multiple people at multiple locations to support and suit your needs on that so just contact your local sales department or service department and we can connect you right with the individuals or questions you would need to have answered
0: Jason, I just want to thank you for taking the time out here at our field technology days or te- technology field days, um, Get getting the chance to uh, talk to you. You guys got your hay and forage uh, station set up out here. A lot of customers asking a lot of good questions. So I wanted to take this opportunity to sit down and chat with you on uh, what we have to offer through the John Deere Self-Propelled Forage Harvesters. So thanks again for doing this.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to the show on the many different podcasting apps that we're streaming this out to. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google podcast, as well as many others. While you're out there, drop us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. And finally, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook, Instagram, and X, or formerly known as Twitter, and catch all of our latest videos on YouTube. You can also follow me on X, again, formerly known as Twitter, at RDO Tony K.